All right, let's try this. This is the voiceover for movie trailer. Take one. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. You're listening to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, CJ Simonson and Kate Brockman. Hello and welcome to Trailer Trashed on the Merry Ground Magazine Podcast Network, the podcast where movie trailers get the fair and balanced critique they deserve during a night of drinking. My name is CJ Simonson, the music editor over at Merry Go Round Magazine. I am joined by... I am Kate Brogdon, the TV editor of Merry Go Round Magazine, and... And today we have a nice guest uh, joining us. You have probably heard him, probably, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, you've gotten through to this point. Uh, <laughs> Uh, on uh, Merry Go Round Table, uh, we have Carter Moon joining hello, us. Hello, hello. Our podcast, podcast editor. 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 Merry Go Round Magazine. And uh, if you haven't read any of the podcasts of the week or heard that podcast, you should go do that right now. Merry Go Round Magazine.com. It's a lot of work. I would appreciate it if somebody <laughs> would listen to it. <laughs> right? Please. Uh, yeah, go check that out. Uh, you can hear, at least I think I've been on episodes of In the Crosshairs when yeah. it's that. Uh, I will be on We have episodes. the archives. The archives are all there for our old episodes. They're all there. And you're here to, uh, you've done half a shot and you're midway through this nice little 10% beer. That we're drinking. Oh, you're finished. Thank you very much. Well, oh, you know, I'll, I'll all right, one. all okay. right. Thank you very much. But uh, go ahead if you want to give us the uh, the like ten second rundown of like your thoughts on trailers, where you come from, like all that stuff. I feel bad because you guys like trailers. I fucking hate trailers. I think trailers are like a waste of time and mostly just ruin movies. I like when I worked at AMC, I used to just avoid. Uh, going to the trailers, I would miss like the first minute of a movie if it meant I was definitely not going to have to sit through the trailers. It's true. Working at AMC, we work there together. Yeah. You see a lot of trailers, and it was just like it just uh, you get really burned out on them. And it's also just like in like I think like a great trailer is even harder to pull off than like a great. Thank you very much. Um, than a great uh, movie because it's just like like you can just spoil everything and just ruin any chance of enjoying uh, a movie. Uh, with a trailer and I think some of the trailers we're going to talk about today are guilty of that I think that's probably true we should start off with a, a shot as we as we traditionally do here. oh boy we're we're back on old camp peach pecan whiskey because yes. that didn't do us wrong in the last episode so we're just going to stay with that we're going to go back I'm I am still drinking a screwdriver yeah you went back to the the vodka route and I I I don't know. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. I'm mixing liquors at this point. I'm I'm lost. Yeah. We'll figure it out. It's going to be an interesting day. All right. Okay. Well, cheers, guys. Cheers, pals. Good boy. More whiskey. Very <laughs> okay. good whiskey. We going to die tonight, fam. <laughs> we are dying tonight. Okay. First up, we are here to talk about Artemis Fowl. Our world has never been in more danger. Human greed is what drove us underground all those years ago. To escape from your rapacious appetite. prepared for the truth okay so this is one that's been in development hell for like eight million years long time I can tell. Yeah. 
long time. It was like announced and then not announced and then announced again and then not announced and then we found out that Disney bought it and now there's a trailer. Of course. So Disney coming in clutch Disney making it happen. Gets shit done. Disney, you know what? For all the I think every single episode so far we've reviewed a weird live action Disney trailer. Oh, and we are coming back to it later. <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's sixty percent of the movies that come out are somehow Disney related or something like that. So it's just like it's of course true. you're gonna yeah. have to cover them. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. But Artemis Val, um I read the book when I was a child. I also read I. the book. Cool. Mm-hmm. So we're all on the same page. We're honestly the target demographic for this movie. I think so. Which is not good, because I don't think anybody is hyped about an Artemis Fowl movie if they're over the age of 12. Right. The only reason I'm hyped about an Artemis Fowl movie is because it's been it's been coming for so long that the fact that there's finally a trailer is like, yes. My edition of the book had a like teaser at the end that was like, Keep an eye out for the Artemis Fowl movie. I remember that. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, god! 2004, 2005. Me too. Yeah, I remember that. I but then like you kept waiting, and I think there were periods where it was like, uh, uh I think Freddie Highmore was supposed to be Artemis Fowl for. He would have been a good Artemis Fowl when he was good. a kid. Yeah, and then of course he's now like a thousand years old. Right. Yeah, he's like our age. Yeah, it's it's this trailer doesn't show a lot. No, it doesn't. And it's probably for the best because, like, I'm at the point where I honestly don't remember right. why I liked Artemis Fowl. It was just kind of like, yeah, that was fun when I was in fifth grade and, there and were I read a, that book. There were a bunch of them, right? There were, like, yeah, three were, or four. Yeah. There was a cyber one. There was, like, a yeah. snow one. Yeah. I, I'm only the snow one the was thing. the second one. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I read the first one. He was, like, a rich kid who had a bodyguard. I saw the bodyguard. Yeah. Butler. Butler. Butler is in the trailer. His yeah. name is just Butler. Is it? Yes. Okay. No way. Yes, I swear to I God. I don't remember that. At in all. the books, he's just butler. I remember he like had a sister that he was training to also be a butler slash bodyguard, <laughs> and like there was like that's the most memorable sequence in the books to me is like him like training his sister to like track somebody through a large crowd and then they get lost and like that was it. And then there's an elf. I remember there's an elf. I remember there's yeah. an elf. I forget the name of the elf. But She's nice. I remember she was cool. Yes. She she, hazel eyes. That's a deep. I think her name was Hazel. No, it wasn't. No. No, you're full of shit. You keep no, come on. Things that aren't real. <laughs> Google <laughs> Corner. I'm, I'm Google gonna, Corner. Google Corner's coming back. I'm gonna look it up. Google Corner. Uh, In the meantime, I he had a real name, but Artemis called him Butler. <laughs> Which is really fucked up. I just like, why does anybody like need to see a movie about like a spoiled rich kid who talks to like fairies? It's just like, it's nothing about this appeals to me in 2018. <laughs> Hashtag uh, relatable content. I guess. There were eight of these books. What's the name of the fairy? I swear to God it was Hazel. I don't know. No, she had hazel eyes. I remember because I was like, oh, wow. His name is 100% Butler. I swear to God, I told you. Wow. What's the name of the main fairy girl? Uh, I don't know. There's a character named Holly Short. It was Holly. Holly. That was it. There's a character named Foley. (laughs) Not Dave, I assume. There's a character named Opal Kobai. Dave is like the fairy boss, I think. I just remember like all the fairy characters went to Disney World because that was the only place where they could like blend in and nobody would notice them. That's a part of this book? They go to Disney World? (laughs) It's like an underground of like fairies and gnomes and shit. There are gnomes. I remember these books, I guess, better than anybody else. No, it's all coming back to me as you're saying it. Keep talking. And it's like, and it's like, um... Like, they, they mostly live underground, and they have, like, an, an elaborate system where they hide away from mankind, but they can, like, go to certain places on Earth, like Disney World or fucking, um, there's, like, a bit where they go to, what's it called, the place in Scotland with the stones. 
Oh, Stonehenge? Stonehenge. Yes. Yeah. They go to Stonehenge <laughs> and everything, and they like summon druids or some shit. Um, but like, again, like, it's too late. Like, who is gonna see this movie now? Do no, kids even the read these books anymore? I cannot imagine that they. Yeah. Do. This this is about ten years too. Yeah. Late. Yeah. It's um, very sad. The Radiohead song in here is doing work. Uh, love it. Uh, huge fan. I knew as soon as I heard that, I was like, CJ, maybe. I'll bring up some moonshape bullshit <laughs> going on in this trailer. I'm here for it. Uh, love it. Um, what is his voiceover? Is he Irish? Is I, it? Uh, I think he was Irish in the books, but it doesn't like you couldn't. Well, it's fucking not. Tell. I don't think it's Artemis Fowl speaking in the voiceover. I no, it's, it's like the, the fairy dude. Guy. Or oh, the fairy. It's guy. like the main fairy dude who, like, I have. Carter, I think, is the person in this circle who remembers the books the most. I have, like, a very vague recollection of these books. Well, I don't think we actually see the person speaking from the voiceover. No. There's no perspective shot of that. But But it's, like, the guy who's, like, you're an outsider, and, like, we went underground. There's a lot of, like, use of we and, like, you. Here's impression corner. Ready? (laughs) Now you will believe Artemis Fowl. That's pretty, That's pretty good. Uh, except that was... I think that he might be Irish or Scottish or something else. Or he could it's just very be hard to tell. It's hard or... to tell. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, yeah. Also, ah, Mister Fowl. I, so uh, this was the third time I've watched this trailer. When we all watched this before this pod started. I'm so sorry. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I'll survive. Um, I. I, every time it ends, it feels like it's building to an ending. It feels like it's building to like this, like cool, like there's going to be a cool end tag here. It's going to be like a big reveal. No end tag. No. It just it swells in the music and then it ends. It's like, coming 2019. Because <laughs> no one remembers this book. Yeah, no one no. knows. He's a young. Yeah, I don't know. And like, like he's in a suit. It's just like a small child in a very fancy suit, yeah. kind of looking like Mr. Smith. And yeah. It's just like, yeah, like none Mr. of it's going to do it for you. Like. Nobody is the ideal audience for this movie yes. anymore. Do we I, know who this kid is? Who is this kid? Uh, here, I have it up. Maybe. Google Corner, tell me who this child Google is. Cor- yeah, because he does look like a young Mr. Smith, which is... Uh, it's a poor casting uh, choice, if nothing else. Yeah, he he's a trip. Yeah. Um, I don't think there are any stars in this movie, are there? I think I recognize the guy playing Butler, but like... Kenneth Branagh directed this <laughs> what? movie? What? Oh, Fuck yeah! I just point in this I trailer. just went from like absolutely not to fuck yes. I love Kenneth Branagh. That is hilarious. Oh my god! Oh, hell yes! Well, but it's movie. Just like, I love him. How was that not like a thing that we got from the trailer? How did the trailer not lead with that? Like this is a Kenneth Branagh production. Oh, Josh Gad's in this movie. Oh god! I saw nope. Josh Gad at a thing I was at last night, and I was like, I should fight him. Right now. <laughs> Judy I'm, Dench is in this movie. Sure, yeah. I think she's Holly. That does make sense. No, what? that would no. be weird because she's old. Uh, Judy she, Dench is timeless. Judy Dench yeah, is Commander is. Root. No, that's Holly. No, 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 no. No, Holly, no, Holly no it's Holly Root. L- Laura, Laura McDonald is. That's Holly what I'm saying. Uh, commander Root is like her commander in the like police force that she's in that Holly is in. Someone named I remember these books. Ferdia Shaw. Foul the second. Sure. Let's not forget that he's the second. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This. I uh, wish, orphan? like... Do I remember correctly? Yes. I think he, he's an orphan. He of course thi- he's an orphan. He they were all orphans. An orphan. He thinks yeah. that his parents are dead, but maybe not. 
They were all. It's like one of those. Yeah. 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 See, like for this, I'm sad that I'm not more excited because I loved these books as a kid and I haven't read any of them since. I don't remember any of the plot. Because I read them 10 years (laughs) ago. Not not even like more than 10 years ago. It's gonna be a bunch of like very weird millennials who work at Barnes and Noble who are gonna see this movie and nobody else. Yeah, I, it, it's definitely way too late. This was the kind of thing that needed to come on the coattails of the Harry Potter thing, and totally. It just, it, yeah, and uh, and now I guess it's trying to appeal to people that don't remember what this was because no one gave a sh- enough of a shit. It's like if they tried to remake Aragon right now. Like remember that Ooh. was like a post, yeah. like Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the you know. only thing I remember about the Aragon movie was uh, that Avril Lavigne song that was in yeah. the movie. Yeah, and sure. the Jeremy Irons is really trying voice Ooh. over yeah. It's I remember, and you know what? I remember there being an Avril Lavigne song, but I. At this moment, I cannot remember the actual Avril Lavigne song. It was some, like, lovey thing. Ugh. I just remember, like, I loved that book when I was a kid. Me like, too! I, I saw the movie and I just walked out gravely disappointed. As, at, like, age 12, I Me was too. disappointed yeah. in that movie. Too. Because, like, a 15-year-old wrote it, right? Yeah. Yeah, Christopher and was, someone. And it was really cool because it was just, like, Honestly, that was one of those things where it's like, maybe I could write something too. Right. Yeah. Totally. It was always with the potential that you could also be doing this. Exactly. Thing. And it's like that was really encouraging and exciting. And then it's just like it turned out to be a shitty movie. It was a straight ripoff of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Woof. Artemis Fowl was not a straight ripoff of Lord of the Rings, but it wasn't like Harry Potter where I just remember everything about it. Yeah. Well, with Harry Potter, it was like. I read it over and over and over again. Carter was Harry Potter for Halloween when he was a child. I was, and it's a great picture. Man. It's a great picture. Not, like I nailed it. It was a great picture because it was before the movies came out. Exactly. So, so I had like a wizard hat that was like pointy and had nice. stars and moons on it and Classic. all that shit. And like my Nimbus 2000 was like, it was a train wreck, but it looked legit right. and everything. Anyway. My larger point about young adult fiction is that, like, there were all these other spinoffs from, like, Harry Potter when Harry Potter blew up and was, like, the biggest thing in the world, like Artemis Fowl. Like, did you guys read Charlie Boone? No. Oh, my God. That was a straight Harry Potter ripoff. It was, like... (laughs) You were in it, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, that was all I read was this kind of bullshit. And it's just, like, none of it has stuck besides Harry Potter. It is the reason that I get kind of annoyed, though, when people, like, get mad at Harry Potter. Because I'm like, look, like, it really did get, like, an entire generation of kids to read. Who's mad at Harry Potter? I'm kind of mad at Harry Potter. Oh, fuck off. Twitter gets mad at Harry Potter. No. Not the books. J.K. Rowling. J.K. J.K. Rowling is not Harry Potter. I'm talking about like the original seven books. No, of course they're great. Those, but, uh, they're fun and they're good. Like, they ha- they have begun to become overrated in recent memory. I yeah. think. Are we gonna? People, <laughs> it is the thing. I my complaint with like Harry Potter is that it's like read another book. Like there are like. Adults no, I, I agree. Who don't consume any other books besides Harry Potter, and it makes me very. When sad. it becomes the only reference point of your entire existence, and it's, it it's is a and center it point is. of your identity. That makes me sad. Yes, but you know, nobody is basing their identity around Artemis Fowl. Hey. I think that's for the best. That's true. Yeah, I do too. I'm a, I'm a Slytherin, and everyone can get fucked. I love it. Artemis Fowl was too, actually. <laughs> In the book, weirdly, yeah. that's not true. That was a bit. I don't remember barely any of the book. Yeah, we're done. I don't know. We're, we're done. Next. It is, it is absolutely Thank you, next. And our second trailer is The Aftermath. This house is requisitioned for British use by order of the Control Commission. This is jetzt your house. A 
Aber wir haben uns. There may not be an outward show of hatred, but it's there below the surface. Be careful, they're not like us. During the war, did you ever hope for a German victory? I wanted to go back to how it was. I miss my wife. She died in the firestorm. You didn't tell me what I was walking into. This isn't how it was supposed to be. None of this is how it is supposed to be. Please don't go. I have a job to do. Fuck, is this another one I don't remember any? No, this is Alexander Skarsgård, right? Yeah, this yeah. is Alexander Skarsgård. Yes! I really want you to have to describe what this trailer was, not knowing <laughs> what it was, though. Oh, my God! Alexander Skarsgård is bae! I love him so the much! the podcast where we have Kate describe what this movie is actually about. Oh, my God! This is going to be a segment, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so it's World War II. Great. It's World War II. Lay it into me. And not Kira Knightley. No, yeah, this was Kira Knightley. This one was Kira Knightley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Kira Knightley is married to some dude, and she's like, yeah, we're, Jason the, Clark. Jason yeah. Clark. Yeah, yeah. We're like, I love you, some dude. The war is over now. We can be happy. And he's like, no. And Kira Knightley's like, oh no, now I'm sad. And then Alexander Skarsgård is here, and he's fucking bay. I love Alexander Skarsgård and Kira Knightley Bring loves in. Alexander Skarsgård and then Kira Knightley and Alexander Skarsgård are fucking and he is in like various primary colored tight sweaters Correct. and they're kissing and there's a lot of fireplaces going on and then I forgot that was the only thing that was important to me I mean it's just it looked like Kira Knightley and Alexander Skarsgård being like haunted by war and coming together out of just like mutual trauma I love it so much. He's so pretty. I would watch this movie. This movie is Atonement. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it, it is. Like, it is literally the moment after Atonement ends and World War II is done. Yeah. I assume. Except, 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 um, god damn it. Oh my god, I need to slow down. Except instead of Benedict Cumberbatch being a pedophile, it's just Alexander Skarsgård in various colored tight sweaters. This this movie This looks very mild, honestly. I love it. I just want to see his pretty face and I want to yeah. touch it. To Carter's point. This this trailer just dropped. We're recording this on December 1st. This came out like a little bit earlier. This is an Oscar seeming movie. That it has a trailer coming out right now. Yeah. So this movie is coming out, I guess, probably in February, March, April, somewhere in that window. Yeah. Well, that's not Oscars then. No, it's not. So what is this movie? <laughs> it's Alexander Skarsgård in sweaters kissing on Kira Knightley. Yeah. I and don't that's know. all I need. I don't know that I need anything else, but I also just like, I think this is just going to fade into the background. This does feel a lot like an algorithm made a movie. Because yes. Because we put absolutely. people that are supposed to be in World War II movies... Uh, I wrote down Kira Knightley evening gowns because a lot of movies she is that she's good it's, in it's just, evening gowns. But it's because she looks so good in them. We Correct. like to see Kira and Alexander Skarsgård looks good in sweaters. Yes. Oh my Bring god! It's just, it's just like it's all the pieces that we like. The I'm algorithm figured it out. Is not making this. Movie. I know this, this was, feels like a Netflix movie. 100%. This was supposed to be an Oscar movie, and then it wasn't good enough, so they dubbed it in January. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, but the, like, what is the audience for this movie? It's me. January. I want to see Alexander Skarsgård like, in sweaters. He is very hot. In this oh my yeah. god, he's so hot! I'm like, oh my oh, god, I just Jesus. spilled my screwdriver all over the place talking about Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs>
Next up, we have. We'll start the rapid fire portion. The Mercy. Fuck! Um, I don't remember this. This is another one where I don't remember it at all. Okay, The Mercy is a movie that stars Colin Firth. Oh, yeah. That's right. He's on a boat. This movie was supposed to come out, like, I think a year ago. Like, a very long time ago. Life of Firth. Yeah. Life of Firth. Yeah. It's him <laughs> on a boat. He is, uh... I, 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 It's hard for me from this trailer to tell whether or not he is trying to find himself. I assume that is part of it. He yeah. leaves his wife and children. Yeah, they're like, please don't go on the boat. And he's like, nope, this is what I have to do. And then he goes on the boat? I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, Who cares? Though? I'm so he tired. Has his, he has his Oscar. Like, what more does Colin Firth really want? I'm so tired of sad white people, the movie. <laughs> he, like, goes Just out on the boat. self-imposed misery. Rachel, right? Yeah. I, misery I, he puts on himself. Rachel Weiss is like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? I am and your he hot goes wife. Out there. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm way your hot wife than... and we have nice children. What, what do you need? My favorite moment is when he goes, I'm out here alone. And then it cuts <laughs> to his children, which is weird. Um, because it seems like he's yelling at his kids. No, it was like it was like he's on the radio with his kids. He's like, right. I left you. You're in England without me, but I'm going to radio into you. My dependent children. Can you imagine your dad yelling at you, I'm out here alone? You'd be like, I, at eight years old, you'd be like, I don't know. That cool. would just cool. like you're right. you're right. Cool guy. That would yeah. scar me forever. I didn't ask you to do that, but here you are. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry? Question mark? Question mark? Yeah. God um, damn it, Life of Firth. Yeah. Does Colin Firth need another Oscar? Like, that has to be what this is about. Yeah, this looks like an Oscar movie, but it also, I have to... It's another movie where I'm like, is this coming out after Oscar season? Well, this was a movie that I think is already premiered. Play- oh, wait, uh, I wrote this down. Um, this movie, technically speaking, has already come out when, when this podcast will have dropped, although I don't know how, because this movie premiered somewhere, was supposed to come out at some time, didn't, and then was a one-night-only moment oh yeah what it that in those. the trailer it says one night only theater event october which it, the only reason i'm saying it's worth talking about in this podcast has that ever happened i've never seen a major no i've, I've like seen that i've one. seen that happen i've seen that with like the 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 like movies that are guaranteed to bomb they'll do like the the weird teaser things to try to get some hype around it and then but nothing, nothing of this production value yeah. or size, I can't imagine. It also, doesn't it say it premiered at, like, Cannes or, like, one of these film festivals? Is this with Kira Knightley or not Kira Knightley? This is Rachel Weisz. Okay. Rachel Weisz, who looks yeah. suspiciously like Kira Knightley. Rachel Weisz is not... She's not quite Col- as, like, Featuring phony. Colin Firth yeah. and not Kira Knightley. Yes. yes, Colin Firth, he's out there on the boat, and he's... I don't know, this is, like, the fourth, <laughs> boat. This is the fourth boat movie Jesus. we've gotten in a minute, by the way. Uh, yeah. Because we got the we got the Robert Redford out yes. there alone in a boat. We got Life of Pi. That was a, a while ago. But yeah. then we also got a movie this year where, like, a couple sails around the world, and he gets injured, and then she has to, like, sail the boat. I don't know what that movie is, but I know it came out. Are there a lot of white people out there in boats? I think white it's, just like, boats. it's just like when you have it, when you can't conquer anything else, you go out on a boat. The you, sea. You see if the sea will conquer you, or if you will conquer the sea. If this is kind of like the. I forget what bit or like what comedian this was, but somebody's like, white people are just out there. Like white people love puzzles. Because they're out there, they're like, we need to invent problems for ourselves. Yeah, it is true. Like, like, this this looked like Colin Firth inventing a problem for himself. I'm going to tame the sea. There's a puzzle, like, literally behind me. Right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, everything's so great for us, we need to buy a problem yeah, for us to solve, which yeah. is a puzzle, which is Life of Firth, where Colin Firth sets out on the ocean and leaves his children behind. They're like, Daddy, why have you done this? And he's like, I'm out here alone. Daddy, Feel bad I for me. Coordinates. Daddy, I can help you. Don't die, Daddy. Daddy, I'm graduating from kindergarten. Won't you come and see me? He's These like, no, I'm on the I sea. I find myself on the boat. These are all direct quotes from the movie. Yes. Time. We don't know from this trailer why he's on the sea. It's just because. It just happens. Yeah. It just happens. Because otherwise there wouldn't be a movie. Yeah, it's just like... It- it's one of those trailers where, like, you can't give away any story because I suspect there's very little actual story right. going on. It's mostly just Colin Firth's struggles. <laughs> Life of Firth. Except no tiger, which was like the best yeah, part. Yeah, like, like it's all all the good things of Life of Pi were in the like existential hallucinogenic dread of like him like not knowing what's real and what's not real while he's completely isolated on this boat. This didn't even seem to have that. This seemed to be grounded in realism. Right. Much to, like, the detriment of this movie. Yeah, so there's no tiger, and it's a white guy. I appreciate this trailer. I appreciate (laughs) this trailer only for letting me know that this is a movie I don't want to see. Like, like, I'm not going to waste my time with this movie. As of the time of this podcast dropping, you can't see it. (laughs) Uh, Next up is Everybody Knows. Everybody knows, for a quick refresher, is the movie with Javier Bardem and yes. Penelope Cruz. It, Javier Bardem trying to make everyone forget that he was in Mother. Well, you know, this is, this is like my mother. question for you. Do people like Mother? There are people who like Mother. Uh, Ugh, those people are wrong. Yeah, I'm not they a are. huge fan, but it's a thing. <laughs> There's this one meme going around about Mother where it's like the Captain Crunch where it's like, oops, all crunch berries, except it's oops, all allegory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I do think he's pretty good in movie. I, think, I don't think performances are the issue. I think Javier Bardem is an excellent actor. My question is, is he hot? Yes. Yes. He's very hot. I don't understand that. I think like he's a no, he's, guy. The he's first daddy. thing I had written down was they are sexy. Yes. Yeah. Javier Bardem kissing on Penelope Cruz. Well, I'm glad they're married. I think, I think it makes Penelope... me happy that they're married in real life. Are they married in real life? Oh yeah. They are oh very my god, they're gonna have they, sexy they, kids. Woo! I think they already have children. Well, it, it's, it's a great news for all of us. Penelope Cruz could literally fuck a hunchback and have attractive children. Yeah, Hunchbacks are attractive, Carter. Uh, it's 2018. It it's 2018, hot. Carter. Hunchbacks are fuckable now. I apologize for being discriminatory. I apologize. Yeah. We apologize to all of our hunchback listeners. <laughs> it still seems like you're making fun of hunchback listeners. No! Hunchbacks also, hunchback are is just something. Uh, you, uh, so, okay. We don't have to get into the, Let's the details. Let's get to the actual meat of this trailer. Here, here, wait, here, wait. Let me refresh your memory real fast, Carter, with yeah. Who Knows Your Pains? Oh, wait. Who Knows Your Pains? Who Follows the Truth? The deeper the love, the darker the secrets. This, this it looked like an absolute disaster of a movie, but like, Oscar Ferrati is like a good fucking director. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Like, this is one of those. Uh, I feel like this has been the theme of this pod a little bit, but like, I don't understand how this is dropping early next year. It feels like the kind of movie that if, is normally shoehorned in to like kind of award season. Yeah, really because they thought that it was going to be award season fodder, but then it was like, oh shit, this movie isn't very good. Is he? Kill, is he trying to kill her? Is that the premise of this film? Because it's unclear to me. I think they're just looking at each other very intensely and kissing a lot. Right. (laughs) Which, I mean, honestly, if that's what that movie was, I just wish, like, 
I wish these movies were as horny as the trailers are. That's really right. my thing. Like, if I it wanted just, to like, watch hot people kissing and writhing, I could watch porn for free. No, but, like, like there is you something to be said. can't watch porn with those two people. There is to be Probably said. Probably like, There is something to be said about, like, Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem, like, making out and then maybe also murdering each other. Like, there's a certain, like, pulpy intrigue to that that could be fun. But I couldn't tell if this was trying to be, like, more auspicious than that or if it was just garbage i think it's probably just garbage but uh, you know i i don't know it, it might be i don't know it seems like there's a secondary kind of plot and like that she's maybe interested in another man kind of thing but again like it all feels very like uh paint by numbers kind of shit. yeah yeah this is very much like generic drama trailer mm-hmm. yeah I don't know. It, it's fine. I mean, it's exciting because it's like those two and they're married. And they're yeah. Together and whatever. Yeah, know. like what was that movie that Brangelina did that was really bad? By the Sea. By the Sea, yeah. And everyone was like, oh, man, they're like playing a couple and they're married. And then everyone was like, meh. Oh, now this they're is, divorced. This is worth Oops. investigating perhaps as a piece on the site at some point. But like the has being married and making a movie together really ever worked out in the way that it is aspiring I to be. I would love to see Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively do a movie together. Gina Rollins and John Cassavetes made some great movies together, but like John Cassavetes was the director. Director, yeah. It's rather slightly than different. Like, the, like, because that's was. essentially like directing your muse, right? Yes. Like it's, it, mm-hmm. So I, I kind of put that in a different category Absolutely. than like acting alongside, Absolutely. which is a different kind of thing. Although Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively got married on a plantation, which is hella problematic. Yeah. They have to know that though now, right? Oh yeah, but it was like a big thing. I'm in like a bunch of wedding shaming groups on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> what a very specific I, thing. Oh god, I love it. I and love it's like being in Facebook groups to shame people and to judge people. I'm all for that, but like wedding shaming specifically. I'm in wedding shaming and I'm in ring praising. Where like with wedding shaming, if you say yes, with wedding shaming, if you say anything positive, you get banned. And then in ring praising, if you say anything negative, you get banned. But there's a separate ring shaming group that you can post to to shame people. But it's like they got married on a plantation, which like that that, I don't like that at all. Like zero percent. People should be interacting with plantations as little as possible. I have to imagine Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz getting married somewhere sensible. Where do they get married? Go to Google Corner. I'll go to Google Corner real fast. But yeah, like, I would love to see Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively in a movie together. What are other, like, married superstar couples? Beyonce and Jay-Z should do a movie, to be perfectly honest. Has Jay-Z been in a movie? No, I don't think that he has been in an actual movie. I don't think so either. But he he commands a crowd so well that I feel like he could be in a movie. He could act. And, like... Them in a movie together would be something special. Like, I, I went, I, I mentioned this in the last episode that I went to their On the Run tour, and the On the Run tour is so much just like artsy fartsy music videos of the two of them staring like sensuously at each other. That makes me feel like Jay Z could be an actor. Yeah, I would. I, I would totally I, I sign think, up for like a Jay Z and Beyonce movie. I honestly movie. more interested in Jay Z as an actor than Jay Z as a rapper at this right? point. Right? Like I, I would, and he's I would, a really good rapper. Yeah, but uh, but he's also been very boring for a long time now. I, like I don't know, Jay-Z dude. Record. I don't know, dude. I went to the Rose Bowl and there were like fucking a hundred thousand people, and he was like 
he was commanding the Rose Bowl like it was a room of a hundred people. He's still a good performer. I'm never gonna deny his like effectiveness as a performer, but like it's a lot of rapping about real estate investments <laughs> yes, in the yeah. last few when years. When Jay Z raps around, uh, does uh, what I call mogul rap. Uh, and it's, not uh, I'm, I'm but, not into that. Uh, two things I learned: one, the Z key on my keyboard no longer works, uh, the sec- <laughs> which is hard when you're typing out Penelope Cruz. The second thing is, it seems like uh, they, I think, got buried somewhere very boring. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Nothing, nothing that exciting. Wholesome. Yeah. I mean, they are very pretty. And yeah. get married on an island like every other famous person. Just, Don't like, get married on the graves of slaves, <laughs> please. Yeah. Um, I don't know when they got married, but I was going to find out. It doesn't. Rip. Yeah. Uh, Man, knows is what it is. I really yeah. wanted to like Ryan Reynolds and Blake the Lively, one, but problematic, you guys. The one last fa- thought about everybody knows is that is my favorite Leonard Cohen song, and go. I would. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that this is a reference to the Leonard Cohen song. Doesn't seem like that. Not, it doesn't. The trailer. Not hallelujah. No. Fuck hallelujah. Everybody knows is a fucking phenomenal song. Hallelujah like, was playing at the Party City today while I was shopping for pitchforks and devil horns. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what a terrible song to play. But it was. Party City. But it was the Pentatonics cover. Oh, what a garbage. Oh my god! And I'm walking through and I'm like, I don't want to ask this nice lady if I can get devil horns because I'm already carrying five pitchforks <laughs> <laughs> and wearing my devil shirt. I love famous blue raincoat. Okay, uh, <laughs> next up we have Aladdin. Oh god. The teaser for whatever record, so we don't have to spend Fuck time you, on that. you'll see it. Yeah. Also, we have spent way too much time on this podcast discussing Disney live action remakes. It's true. Or not Three episodes in a row now. Remakes. We had Dumbo, we had Lion King, Lion King and now we're having Aladdin. I will say off the bat, Will Smith probably a solid replacement for Robin Williams as the genie. No. I disagree? Diamond hard pass. I, uh, yeah. Uh, no. Robin Williams, like, that's one of my favorite Robin Williams. Robin Williams is a generational talent, and Will Smith has proven over the last, you know, 10 years to be someone who Hollywood gifted. Uh, yeah. You know. Absolutely. You know, star potential. Hmm. Absolutely. I think, like, I like the genie um, as Robin Williams portrayed him was amazing and, like, a very, like, varied, complicated. Inventive. Like, yeah, yeah, hilarious character, and like, they're just clearly not gonna do anything with the genie with Will Smith because like, uh, like how do you measure up? How do you possibly measure up to what problem? I think that Will Smith has solid ad lib capability. Uh, I based, think so. Based on what? Based on just like black. him as a person. He's good in Men in Black, but I don't know how much of that was ad lib. You didn't like him in that weird sci-fi movie that he did with Jane Smith? No. What was that? Yeah, ever. You didn't like him in ever. I, I feel like... I, I can't I, even say this with a straight face. I understand the cross-reference point, right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, none of this is in the trailer. But, like, I feel like I understand, like, here's a colorful character. Like, yeah. And, and Will Smith tends to play colorful kinds of characters. Okay, right? so let's... But so, not colorful in the way the genie is colorful, correct. where it's like... An ADHD like yes. bouncing around off the walls. Correct. Like, that's 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 where they right. Are. And there's but, a reason why the genie is in the trailer. Like the he's genie, not in the trailer. When the genie is the only reason why anybody gives a shit about Aladdin, I, I will so. maintain that. Like, no, it's original. true. I think Jafar is a fairly 
interesting villain. Who plays Jafar in the live action one? Talk about Jafar from the original. Like, you watch the original Aladdin because the genie is so funny. I don't watch it. I don't know. Aladdin's pretty fucking cute. Riff Rat. The whole new world is fun. Street Rat. I don't buy that. Uh, oh, he's so tortured. That's what I want. Yeah, he's he's a tortured orphan, and I guess he's a torphan. Yeah, <laughs> that's I guess the theme of this with Artemis Fowl. As well. Okay, but let but let's talk about the actual trailer. So in the actual trailer, we have some drone shots of CGI desert. We have some drone shots of CGI Cave of Wonders, where it's like. Only the diamond in the rough can enter here. And there was a very salty tweet by the original writers of the Aladdin screenplay, which were like, uh, that's the line that re- that we wrote, and we didn't see any yeah, checks you, for John that. August. So, like, whatever. John August wrote this, and we like John August. I don't know. I, like, no, we like him. I, the script notes, I go back and forth. Okay, okay. Marwin Kenzari. What? Who does Jafar. In in the new one? Yeah. All right. Uh, he, I'm gonna uh, call that unknown. Uh, yeah, he was in Murder on the Orient Express. Oh boy. He saw. was in the Mummy. Which <laughs> sure. No Mumming this mummer. Her, which no one saw. Uh, he's mostly someone no one has ever seen. Um, his voiceover in this is surreal. Um, does he do the voiceover? Yeah, the voiceover is not great. It's Jafar, right? I don't actually yeah. know, but uh, I, who is else it not? It well, no, because it's. I thought it was the Cave of Wonders. Because in the original animated movie, Aladdin comes up, and the Cave of Wonders is the one who's like, "Only the diamond in the rough can yeah. I talk." Yeah. I think no, uh, but it's not. It's not the Cave of Wonders in this teaser. Well, it is the diamond in the rough thing, though. Aladdin is the diamond in the rough. I I don't know. It's not good. Uh, Guy Ritchie, none of his flourishes feel like they're in this movie. Absolutely no. not. Will Smith is not in this trailer at all. Regardless of what you feel about Guy Ritchie or how you interpret like his movies, they feel a very specific way, yeah, exactly. and none of that is in this. Exactly. So, yeah. We had to pause this trailer and back it up to see that John August and Guy Ritchie Correct. worked on the screenplay together. Yeah, yeah. And like Otherwise, we would have had no It's a pretty no boring idea. teaser. I like yes. John August, and I love Big Fish with every fiber of my being, yeah. but it's just like, meh. Again, we've done Disney live action trailers in every episode of this podcast so far, and it's just so hard for me to get excited about any of them. Fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. I I don't give a shit. I don't know anything about this. I mean, it feels like it's the most nondescript. I mean... It's cool that they're casting Middle Eastern actors, question mark? Yeah, they even got in trouble with that, right? Like, I, 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 I... I can't trust them to do this. I I also don't give a shit about almost any of the Disney source material that they're remaking, but I, I, I don't know. This is what it is. But the thing is, Aladdin seems like one that would be a really dope live-action remake as opposed to The Lion King, which doesn't even have human beings in it. Right. It seems like an Aladdin remake is the type of thing that Disney could do right, but, but it's just like this... Again, it is just a teaser to play devil's advocate, so we don't have a lot of information yet, but the teaser just leaves me feeling like, meh, it's the kind of same, like, fuck you, you'll see it, of, like, the Lion King trailer. But this also kind of feels a lot like the conversation we had in the last episode, which is like, why is Guy Ritchie doing this? 
Like, at the end of the day, did he use the N-word, and that's why Disney's forcing him to do this? Like, yeah. yeah. In the last episode, we established that Disney has a vault of all the famous actors that have used the N-word because they've been around for so long, and that's yeah. how they get people to direct all their movies. Because, because I John believe Favreau that. doing Lion King and then this happening again makes no sense. Like, no. I don't understand what Guy Ritchie's attachment to the source material is. It doesn't seem like he gets to do any of the Guy Ritchie things he wants to do. You know, I, I, I was always very dubious of the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movies, but at least those feel like Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and they're fun. They're fun for what they are. So I, I don't know. Like his further descent into children's programming seems. It's troubling. It's it's honestly troubling. Like he's not a person who I would trust to be around children, having seen other Guy Ritchie movies. Right, but then he keeps going further into the well. It's like the Sherlock Holmes movies, and then now this. It's like he is moving more into family programming than I think is. That's where the money is, I guess. Yeah. Let's see. They've done Beauty and the Beast. They're doing Aladdin. What do we think is? Oh, they're gonna they're gonna do a live action Little Mermaid next. I bet. Live action Fantasia is where I will piece the fuck out. And live action Bambi. I think live action Bambi might be the thing where I'm just like. Live action Bambi, I will literally drink poison on this podcast. John Favreau, are you listening? Live action (laughs) Bambi, there are no. Please, God, no. I love Bambi so much. Bambi is so pure and so good. I watched Bambi. I made Carter and Steven, my boyfriend, watch Bambi. And then we watched it again from the beginning in a row because it was so good with director's commentary. It was great. Bambi from the Bam. Yes, it's great. Like, like, Bambi is one of those, like, great Disney movies that, like, I would be very, very sad if they tried to remake it. It's so good. And I saw it at the Academy for, like, whatever, like, 100th or 50th or whatever anniversary that they did. And there were people in the audience who were seeing it for the first time, but everybody else was there seeing it again. And it literally made me cry because Bambi is so great. So, goddammit, if we do a live-action Bambi, I will kill myself live on this podcast. It it has to be like that SNL parody where The Rock is Bambi. 100%. Honestly, I would be here for that if that that was like as far off as they're gonna go. If you did it completely, just like uh, we're gonna run with it. John like, Deere, tech. yes, exactly. John Deere, <laughs> John Deere, like Bambi it, it is had, a deer. Kind of original take on it, but if you just did Bambi shot for shot, but like shitty CGI. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. Yeah. Bambi's a masterpiece and should not be touched. I will... I'm going to say it a third time. I will kill myself on this podcast if they do live action Bambi. Oh, drink Clorox. Just live Kate drinking bleach on Trailer Trash if oh, they you, do live action you Bambi. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first. During Bambi. I will fucking kill myself if they do live action Bambi. It, it would be so bad. No, I will be... Bad. I will cry. I will, like, wear... Like, I will go full Johnny Cash. I will just go into mourning and wear black for the rest of my days if they do live action Bambi. I love Bambi so much. Carter knows. I I don't think CJ knows. But it will for sure happen. It will. What a delightful way to end the podcast. Yeah, thanks for coming, Carter. Yeah, thank you. This was thank you, this Carter. Was quite the time. It was quite the experience. <laughs> it was quite the experience that many of the podcast listeners will never know. They'll never there know. You go. They'll never understand. All right. Uh, and yeah, I was CJ Simpson. I'm Kate Brogdon. If this podcast is on iTunes as you're listening to it, please rate, review, and subscribe. Go check out Mary Ground Music, uh, Mary Ground Magazine. <laughs> I guess I'll cut it out. 
Yeah. Please don't kill yourselves. If they have, if you're listening to this in a future where they have made live action Bambi, please don't follow me and kill yourselves. Don't do any of that. Keep living. Uh, check out Merry Go Round Table on uh, what Stitcher podcast. Carter, do you yeah. have anything to plug? All the I. This is it. This is it. Plug your plug your please, fake Twitter. Please at follow Garfield. at Moon in the Tube. If you want communist Garfield content, oh, follow you. at Moon in the Tube. It's very good. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, everyone. We love you. Cheers. Goodbye. Cheers. Cheers.